Podcast special show today, people. I got. I think he's the greatest fighter of all time. Uh, he's the, he was the youngest American to ever win the gold medal. Uh, he was a four-time state champion wrestler. He won the Pan Am Games, and he was uh, the only guy in the UFC to win the gold medal in the Olympics and win the UFC championship. And he defended the belt twice in two different weight classes. Only guy to ever do it. So who the hell are you, man? <laughs> What's going That's on? good, Adam. I'm, I'm glad you believe it. It's too bad nobody else does. Well, fuck everybody else. <laughs> that, those are the facts. That's, that's what happened. Look, like, you can't argue with what, what happened. That's, that's what happened. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. I wish people would see it that way. And it's not even like in, in combat sports, Adam. I would uh, 100%. Like... Uh, when it comes to the accolades that I've done in combat sports, then I do put myself as as number one. Maybe as a mixed martial artist, as a, as just a pure like MMA, just a sport. You know, I, I I'd put myself maybe top six. I, I mean, think I I think uh, uh, Bill Dawes, Jonas, by the way, funny, funny comedian. I think you got to look at like there's asterisks to everybody else. Like John Jones has an asterisk uh, because he got popped. Uh, oh, like it's not, it wasn't it wasn't because of bad credit. No, no, no. So I <laughs> well, that too. So I think that you know, I mean, I would say you, GSP, and Fedor uh, are, are the guys. But but you're still living it though. Like a lot of guys, like they they peak and then they fall off a little bit. You know, whereas you, like I was I was telling Eric that your your coach, he was like when you lost to Demetrius Johnson. You had to start from, like, ground zero and build yourself back up. And, by the way, I was at the fight you had with Benavidez. I thought you won that fight. Uh, it was probably closer than you wanted it to be. I thought you won that fight. So I think you really only have one loss, one real loss, which is to DJ. That's, yeah, and, and that, in reality, uh, Adam, that's actually, that's actually how I feel. I feel like I only have one loss, you know what I'm saying, because – Man, I just I don't get that Benavides fight. I really don't. Like it was it was weird. Man. Like it was just I hit him to the body. I, I I beat him up. The 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 stats. I took him down. I mean, yeah, he hit me too. But man, Jesus. Anyhow, I avenged the loss that I felt like I really lost. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah, with yeah. Uh, with Demetrius. But that's also the loss that really allowed me to become. You know, the Triple C. And uh, I remember, um, and I'm going to share this with you too, Adam. I remember UFC 197, the first time I fought Demetrius Johnson, and he knocked me silly. You know, you know, you know I how there. I'm burned. I was there. <laughs> I was there. I was in the crowd. <laughs> Were you? Yeah, it was the same card as John Jones versus OSP, right? That was the main event. Yeah, yeah. So you're yeah. probably like, 
fuck, dude. Poor. I thought he was better than that. <laughs> I was like, I didn't think anyone was going to beat you. I didn't think anyone was going to beat you. That was when I really started believing in Demetrius Johnson. Uh, but, but you came back from it, man. I mean. Well, check this out. I needed, I needed that chip on my shoulder. I needed that chip on my shoulder. And I think that's what, uh, and I think that's what Demetrius Johnson did to me. Cause I remember right when that stuff happened, I knew that something had to change, man. So, but I remember going to the press conference and I remember, t- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull it up, man. I'm going to pull it. UFC, 90, UFC 197 uh, press conference. Cause everybody else said that they'll be back. But what I said, I'll never forget. I said, man, you guys just created a monster, dude. Because <laughs> I cannot be going out like a little biatch. I mean, and, you, got two minutes. you got call with a flying knee. I mean, <laughs> you know, by a guy that did, didn't have many holes in his game. I mean. Yeah, I lost I lost to do that was shorter than me, Adam. You know what I'm saying? How is that? Uh, how am I? I can't well, live with myself like that. Well, when you said you came back and you did things differently, what did you do differently? Man, first of all, I, you know, it, it all came down to honesty. I, I think mentally, like, I knew that I wasn't as good as I thought I was. You know what I'm saying? You know, sometimes when athletes there's – two, there's two reasons why athletes don't succeed or fighters or athletes and just in general. It's, one, the lack of confidence, or, two, they think they're better than what they really are. By the I way, that's I, every comic as well, Henry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God, you guys are popping out of everywhere, dude. No, no, this is, it's just me and Bill and you. It's just us two. We got, we got a special okay. show with you. Uh, is, no, this, no, is, this, is this like a gangbang, dude? What's no, going no. On here, dude? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a fanboy. I asked Adam, I said, Adam, can I do this show? I'm such a fan of, uh, of Triple C here. I want to I wanna hear, hear what you got to say. Dude, so, so, yesterday, so yesterday, Triple C says, hey, I'm in, I'm in L.A., I'm doing a podcast with Mike Tyson. Uh, Want to come? And I'm like, dude, when am I ever going to have this opportunity? I was like, all yeah. right, so I, I drive an hour. I pick my kid up early from school, and we, and we go to see Mike Tyson. My wife's like, uh, are you sure this is okay? <laughs> She's like, make sure. <laughs> like, doesn't he eat babies? I'm like, no, 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 he doesn't eat babies. <laughs> so like, <laughs> but your daughter definitely got a contact high. Uh, yeah, dude, not even kidding. We, we walked in there and I walked right out with my kid. Like, we, we like stayed in the back because I was like, well, I'm like, this is not, I might not be, my kid's two and a half, you know, I don't want her like, getting, so we, we walk in there and uh, we, we're late because my kid's crying because she wanted a bottle and this and milk and, you know, so, so we finally, I go, hey, I go, this is Mike Tyson. This is one of the greatest heavyweights of all time. And Mike's like, I've been called a lot worse. Uh, it was just, and then I was like, man, Michael Spink still hasn't gotten up. Right. And then, so, so Tyson and me and Harry take a picture and I'm like hyping up to my, my daughter. I'm like, this is Mike Tyson. She looks at me, she goes, I want to go home and watch trolls too. Uh, like she gave a shit. Right. And I was like, I was like, Violet, this is Henry Cejudo. He's the UFC champion. She goes, I have to go potty. Uh, like <laughs> those, those are the things that were said. Uh, but yeah, Harry. that's 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 the fatherhood, man. And like like you like you've heard too, Adam. I'm I'm getting ready to be a father, man. So I lost my virginity. Uh, nice, a, nice. A few months ago, for the first time, you know. I didn't realize you could have a kid by you getting screwed in the ass. But okay, that, that, <laughs> that's wait 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 a second. <laughs> that's great, man. I'm 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 so happy for you. Now, hey hey. Don't knock it till you try it. Hey, I'm not, I'm not, dude, I, I, I did a show. Oh, I'll, I'll talk about this later. But so, Henry, first of all, the girl that you uh, got pregnant is 
a, a 10 out of 10. I mean, she's a bombshell chick. Like, you look at her, you're like, I think she's like eight months pregnant and she has a six pack or something. Like, you're just like, what the <laughs> um, who, who is this girl? Where did you meet this girl? What's going on? This girl, the one that popped my cherry, man, her name is Anna, Car Anna Carolina, Anna Caroline. If you want to also tell you in English, man, she's been my, uh, she's been my Instagram crush for, man, forever, <laughs> dude. And this, honestly, this is kind of how it happened. Because I remember my first girlfriend ever. Yes. You know, she went, she went on a rampage. She started deleting everybody off my uh, social media. <laughs> and the one that I didn't want her to delete was her, was Anna Caroline. So she was, so when I broke up with her, you know, when I broke up with her, I, uh, I, she was the first person to send the message. I'm like, you know, I had to apologize and things like that. And she was like, well, you know, that's, you know, she, honestly, she kind of never gave me the time of day. Cause if people really don't know me, they're like, this fucking guy is just a fucking annoying troll. She's, you know, big headed minority <laughs> Mexican. Oh. <laughs> oh come on so you take her out you guys go out now you guys is she from mexico city because every time i talk to you you're either in brazil mexico city or la or scottsdale like every day of the week you're in one of those places yeah man well i i, I do do a lot of travel man it's not by choice but by demand you know everybody wants a piece of, of this twisted stew and sex appeal <laughs> so, so now we're in. Uh, so now we're in Mexico City, man. And now we're, we, you know, we got a quarantine because she wants to, you know, she wants to see the U.S. or whatnot. So, uh, she's so we from have to Mexico City. This is, this is no, 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 no. She's Brazilian, man. Oh she's my from, god. Uh, so she's yeah, from she, and now, are you ready? Are you ready to be a dad? I mean, I never had a dad. I mean, it's 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 going to be an experiment of my own, man. I've uh, I live vicariously through you, Adam. Dude, first of all, you're going to be a great father because you're a great coach and you're a great person. And I, I told you the other day, I go, dude, having a daughter, I, I initially, I'm like, I want a son. I want a son. And then, then we find out it's a girl and it is the best, Henry. Like, no, 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 for sure. But you, you know what, Adam? I mean, prior to me losing my virginity, man, I have, uh, I've always wanted a girl, man. I remember I lost, I remember I wrote, I wrote my book when I first won the olympics and it's all in here man it's all documented and i was uh right after right after I, I won the olympics in 08 just if you, just in case you guys didn't know man i, I got a gold medal yeah you're wearing it right now yeah it's uh <laughs> i wrote a book and i had talked about how i've always wanted to have a little girl like you know just because man i feel like i need to be softened up i've always desired a girl man and it's all time my book man it's all real like ain't no bullshit here and uh, I wanted to name her America, so it's like I'm not surprised that I'm having a little girl. But it, I almost feel like that's a wrestler thing too, though, man. Every freaking wrestler, Dan Gable's got like seven girls, man. Yeah, no, you're not. You're not kidding. I was at his camp, and there was like just Dan Gable's daughters were like, "Hey, everyone's like running away." Like, no, your dad's Dan Gable. I don't want to <laughs> get me the. Fuck you know, away. you know what they say about having girls. Your your woman has a girl if she orgasms during sex. If you uh, can make her orgasm, she'll have a girl. I don't know. I There's like science to it. I must have a miracle. Well, that's, well I'm, I'm flattered <laughs> for that. I mean, I'm, uh, I, th I think I finished before she does, man. <laughs> you think? Uh, but, I mean, so you have, um, by the way, so get the snoo. That's the best advice you're going to have. It's like, a, it's like a little crib that like rocks her to bed. It, it, you'll thank me for it, the snoo. And read a book called The Happiest Baby on the Block. It will, it will save all kinds of, I'm telling when, you. When is she due, Henry? 
She's gonna be due November twenty first, dude. Oh, you got some time, yeah. Okay. So yeah, I mean, I'm I'm happy for you, man. You're gonna you're gonna love it. Now, the other day you posted Dana White, what's going on? No more American champions. I'm, this is a, you know this is American company. I want to come back. I want to come back. And then everyone went crazy. Like, are you coming back? Announce it now on this podcast. Yes. <laughs> Triple C's coming back. Good. Thank God. Good. You're coming Thank back. Thank God. I mean, now, do you miss it? Do, do you, I mean, you have to miss it, right? No, not really, Adam. Not really, man. I really don't. <laughs> he's he's no. with a 10. Why, why would he miss guys, it? Guys, you guys point? truly, like, people don't, under, people don't understand, like, people have no idea, but I've been, I've been competing since the age of 11. When John Jones and Khabib, when they talk about they've done everything they've ever wanted, man, I've done everything there is to fucking do, man. I've dominated two sports, even in wrestling. Like, my goal was just to become an Olympic champion. Check. My goal was to become a UFC champion. Check. And on top of that, I want another belt. What I'm saying, Adam, is like, I need something that really motivates me. What I would love, number one, is green. I want I, I want I wanted to be, be worth my legacy financial, and then two man, I really do want to go. Over, I really do want to fight that overgrown baboon, Alexander the Average. <laughs> I mean, he he's a one forty five, uh, but the fights against Holloway were close. They were close. I thought I thought Holloway won those fights. To be honest, and I'll be honest with you too, Adam. If if it's not Volkanovski, I want Holloway because I want something that people do not give me a chance in. That's the shit that motivates me. It's not fucking Peter the Ugly Potato Jan, you know? It's not that Lord of the Ringworm freaking <laughs> that walking past, dude. It's not that, especially that Academy Award winner. Now, you said that, but then there's a video of you guys hanging out the next day in Vegas. Algelain. So, I mean, you and Algelain <laughs> were hanging out the next day, though. I mean, you guys are obviously friends. No, uh, no. I, honestly, dude, I, I'll be honest with you, Adam. I was fucking, I was pissed, dude. When I saw him with that belt that day, and I saw him, and I was just like, man, I had a, and then I apologized, man, because, you know what I'm saying? He did take an illegal knee. And at the end of the day, I do, I understand the business side of it. He just said, fuck it. He went from. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it was, it was as bad as that girl that got hit with the toes, like right by the chin. And right. the girl was freaking like. But that was the worst. Al- that was the worst Aljamain I've ever seen. Like, I mean, that was not the Aljamain that showed up in the previous fights. He was having an off night. He kept going for those spinning back elbows. Something wasn't connecting. So no, it, I, don't, I don't think it's that, Adam. I don't think it's that. I think I think you got to give credit where credit's due, man. Uh, yeah, that ugly potato, Peter Young. He's he's good. He's better than what I thought. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I think and I think uh, Al Aljamain. Uh, I think Al Jalane, uh, freaking Flavor Flay stunt double. I think he, I think, I think oh he doesn't God. need to focus on so much. He focuses on so much value that it that it hurts him. The next fight that comes, and I gave him this advice because I, I do want, I do want his little crusty ass to win. And uh, he's, uh, you know, he really needs to focus more on now. He needs to focus more on power or pinpointing a certain spot. Where he should continue to jab and kick and irritate in order for him to start dismantling this dude. But he's had to focus more on quality 
rather than quantity because you can't, you got to fight everybody different. Yeah. I have a question for you, Henry. So with everything you've accomplished, I know you say the green has to be right for you to get back in the UFC, but what was the moment that made you go, I'm coming back? Was there something that happened? Because you've accomplished the goals. You finally lost your virginity. You've got the hottest girl <laughs> on the planet. You're having a baby. It, it, it seems like, you know, a lot of times people have careers to get what you already have. So what was the thing that really made you come back? Was it just like revenge? Was it just feeling that your legacy wasn't as firmly planted as you wanted it to be? Like you're talking about like coming back right now? or, or what Yeah, like coming back, yeah, coming back to UFC, like your desire to come back. Like is it, was there something that happened that made you go, fuck it, I'm coming back? Well, as of right now, I'm kind of still trolling a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you were officially announcing on this podcast. Sure. He's having, you know, here's the problem, right? Here's my issue. People ask me, is Henry coming back? I'm like, dude, the guy was a four-time state champion, like in two different states, first in Arizona, then in Colorado. Then he, then he goes and, like, wins the Olympics. Only guy on the team to win the Olympics that year, right? Then, then you go and – and you win the gold. Like, you've never – just winning a state championship, even if it's the worst state possible, you're, that's still, like, a full-time <laughs> job. Like, that's, that's fucking a job. Like, you, you're not kidding when you said you've been working from, from 10 to now. Like, so maybe you needed a couple months to just actually – I've worked my whole life that my back has just been wet, man. So what would you call me? A Mexican <laughs> who's had – Who's had sweat all over his back at him? Want you to tell me? I'm not. I'm not falling for this trick again. Uh, <laughs> but, 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 but not to mention, this kid. Like people don't know this about Henry. Uh, is that he grew up? His father threatened to murder his whole family. Uh, Whoa! And, and, and then, like his mom just took the whole, like the four brothers. He, th- he threatened to kill the cringe before the cringe, you yeah. know, manifested. Man, go ahead, so, Adam. Uh-oh. So the kid, the father was like in and out of jail, on drugs. The mom was taking them away. She had like seven jobs. She had like four kids. He didn't have a bed. The USA wrestling team bought him his first bed. Like wow. this, this dude came from nothing. Uh, you know, people look at him, they go, oh, he's just a, a happy little fucking go lucky dude. He just dude came from nothing. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's actually not even, not even four kids, it's seven kids. Wow. Raised, raised by a single mother, born in South Central LA. I grew up on powdered milk. I mean, I was a kid that really, like, like that really starved, man. Like, I was a kid that went through hungers as a kid, man. Uh, sometimes I wonder if I'm short because of those, <laughs> because of the malnutrition. I'm not even. I mean, obviously my parents were short, but fuck, man, I could have grown a little bit more if the, you know, if the vitamin C was was up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know what? But then if you had all that shit, Henry, then you would have been a spoiled, entitled fucking piece of shit like Adam's daughter's going to be. Oh, and then whoa, you're going to... I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm, 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 I'm joking. But you're going to be like, you know what I mean? There's something about the fact that you had to overcome that that made you a champion too, right? Yeah, of course, man. And that's and it, it, it's it's the adversity, man, that builds the characters. It's what reveals it, man. And, you know, I, I, I truly, truly... When people talk about gangs and violence and shit like that, I even go to the... I've been to the favelas and I've been to some ghettos out here, even in Mexico. And then I compare them to my life. I'm just like, okay, I live in the United States. That's the biggest blessing. But fuck, man, I was, we're fucking poor, dude. Like no furniture, fucking regular TV, no air conditioning in the hot summer day in Phoenix. 
you know, powder milk, government cheese, you know, slept on floors. I, I literally, I didn't sleep until my, I didn't sleep in my first bed till I was at the age of 17. That, when yeah. I first moved to Olympic Training Center, I never had a pillow. Like, I had to get accustomed to sleeping with pillows, man. I would get a pillow and I would fucking hug it. Like, true story, man. I would literally, like, it, it, it took me a long time, man, to get accustomed to pillows. So every time I hear people talk about drug, violence, and all this other shit, like, true poverty, man, being, being truly poor, man, is, is, is a fucking humbling experience, man. Well, you, you because it's, because it's all bed, about right? survival. Use your, pillow, sorry? use your pillows as like a queen size bed, right? For you. Was, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was, no, you're, uh, I, mean, I mean, you're right. And, and now, and now look at you, man. You like, you're flipping house. I don't even know how you're flipping houses. You're just like, I'm going into real estate. Like, how did you learn how to flip houses? Well, I, I tried to, I dabbled in a little bit in 08 after, after, after the Olympics and I had that time and it, it didn't go as well as I planned because I had, I had made a lot of mistakes, but I never kind of lost that eye that knowing that real estate could be the, you know, the, the answer for me. More importantly, what I love more than anything, Adam, is fucking freedom, dude. I enjoy freedom to do whatever it is that I want. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I think real estate's the role. There's more, there are more millionaires in real estate than any other business job or any other career in, uh, in the U S for that matter, and probably even the world. So what I look for, man, what I love more than anything, more than fighting, more than wrestling is freaking freedom. Well, well, enjoy it, Henry. Cause it's going to be over in November. You're free to <laughs> So you better enjoy that freedom now because you're going to be waking up. Uh, now, are you, now, is your girl going to move to the U.S.? Yeah, she's going she's, she's gonna, to she's gonna eventually move out to the, to the U.S., man. So that's where I want to have my kid, man. You know? She's smoking, man. And you can tell that you guys are in love. Oh, like, yeah. She, like, dude, I'm ten, yeah, she's awesome, dude. She's, she's, she's a lot. She's a lot. She's five. I'm 5'4", five and she's 5'8", man. <laughs> He fucking holds you during sex. I, I love it. Um, right. Now, uh, you tried. Now, what happened with WWE? Did you have a tryout? Yeah, we're, we're still working that with, uh, with Rob Hickman. There's a potential that I'm, I'm going to do an appearance either WWE or AEW. There's also an alliance in, uh, in Saudi Arabia that are, you know, they love the character. Not everybody, not everybody loves it. Not everybody enjoys it. But there's some people that do. They're like, fuck, man, this is nice genius. What's the you character? Know, the character is just the king of cringe. You know what I'm saying? Like, be me. You know, be <laughs> me. But obviously, you know, uh, uh, Alladay the Valm a little bit. And uh, that's it. No, I love it. Dude, it's funny, though. It's hard, actually. Being cringy, which I don't – first of all, I've hung out with you. And you're the nicest, coolest, warmest person I know. So I don't look at you as the king of cringe. But I think sometimes when you, when you, do, when you do these, like – I don't know, these like promos, you like, you know, <laughs> when I was writing that song for you, Cringe Ass Henry, I had to like Google, like, what are some cringy things, you know? And it's a very abstract term, you know, like it's, cringe isn't work, like you have to actually, it's not easy to be cringy, Bill. Like you have to actually, yeah. so I'm like, so I, I, I was writing those lyrics of like, I cat called a nun because I'm cringe ass Henry. <laughs> so, I'm like, what? I'm like, what, what's a really fucking cringy thing I could have Henry do? You know, like I do a chicken dance at clubs. I was like thinking of things that you could do that would be cringy. But, uh, uh, but you know what I love? You know what I love about it is uh, you can never be wrong with being cringe. You know what I'm saying? 
Like, you know, whether you, you know what I'm saying? You could yeah. never go wrong because it's, it's just, it's part of, it's part of your stigma. You know? 1,000%. 1,000%. Now, what's up with you and O'Malley? Because you guys are always, like, you guys are from Arizona. O'Malley seems like a hardworking guy. I know that you train over at Fight Ready. He's over at the lab. What's going on with you and O'Malley? No, nothing's going on. I just think he's just. I think. I think that. I think Dana White should fucking send him back to the contenders, dude. I really do, man. Can, can you believe all these sorry ass matches? You know, come on, dude. He's got. Uh, and no disrespect to Smoker, but man, Sean should be fighting a guy like he. He needs to. I like him. I really do, man. But he he needs to. You know what I'm saying? To me, it, I, I don't know how he feels about me, but you know. I think if he truly wants to be the best in the world, dude, he needs to start challenging people that are that are in the top ten, dude. He can't just be picking fights. Oh, I just want to go with strikers. You know what I'm saying? That dirty keep tip, man. He needs to step it up because it's ridiculous, man. But uh, he's he does a lot of things that are right too, Adam. Like his distance is good, his 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 composure, his fakes, his feints, his timing of how you face and then he throws punches is on point. But there's one thing that 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 I would expose him if, we're, if I was t- t- for whatever reason ever fight ever fight that uh, that prison clown is uh, <laughs> <laughs> is kick that front leg because he's a guy that is unexperienced with adversity. Nobody and anybody that fights him doesn't kick that front leg. This is a fucking idiot, man. And they don't they don't they, they don't belong in the UFC. Because it's been proven, dude, he cannot take leg kicks, and he leads extremely forward with that leg. So, the kid is good, but he hasn't gone through adversity, man. And I, I would, I would, I hope that he, uh, that he was. I, I hope one of these guys can actually literally get me out of retirement. Maybe it's him. Maybe uh, at the end of the day, we're talking about the money. What would it take? What would it take, money wise? I'm still, I'm still trying to come out of that question, there, man. I'm still trying to. Um, no, no, that, 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 that's without due respect, guys, that's in between me and him, you know, because, you know, of, of course he knows what I want. I mean, it's, I made it public. He, he, he knows what it's, he knows what he's, he's a fan of mine too. He knows what I've done. Like he respects me. I respect him. But I think if, uh, you know, if, if he, if we ever do come to a conclusion, he knows a number already. And, uh, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, there's no reason why you shouldn't be the highest paid, if not one of the highest paid guys, you know, uh, because you're coming off what, like, you haven't lost since 2017, and you're a two-division champion. No, no 2016. 2016. That's <laughs> five years. You're a two-division champion. I mean, why would they not, you know, like, like come on. Now, did you adapt- – And did I forget that I'm uncircumcised, too? I, I, I wish I didn't know that. Uh, now, Dominic – uh, Dominic Cruz, you have a covered wagon. Uh, Dominic Cruz, you guys had a beef. You said he bullied you back in the day, or he, he dismissed you. Uh, did you guys make up after the fight? Oh man, that dirty trick, man! Are you kidding me, dude? He's still, he's still smelling alcohol and cigarettes, dude. You know what I'm saying? He's still waking up from that nap I gave him. Are you kidding me, dude? I put that dude to sleep. He was like, oh. It was stopped a little early, although he was rocked. He was hurt. You could argue. I thought it was like one of those stoppages that I was like, not the worst stoppage I've ever seen, not the best. Uh, but yeah, it- well, remember, this is what happens too, Adam. There, he, he took 13 unanswered shots, and what happens sometimes 
is when you hit somebody so hard, you tend to wake them up. Right. So when you see he starts to go limp, that's when uh, that's when uh, Keith Peterson stepped in yep. and stopped the fight. And by the way, you know, after I beat him, actually, freaking me and Keith Peterson, you know, we freaking hammered a six pack, and that was the <laughs> wildest night. Of my life. Now, by the way, Dominic Cruz, that's not an easy guy to even hurt. I mean, he never gets rocked in his fights. So it shows you how hard. I think people don't understand that you were – now, I I looked it up. You weren't a Golden Glove champion because it's it's, in Arizona. It's called the Copper Gloves. I never got – I beat the guy that won the Golden Gloves when I won the Copper Gloves. But what happens, I ended up going back to wrestling. Right. So they put they put me they didn't put me in the novice. So when you fight amateur boxing, they put you in a division where you you know you fight guys with with less than ten fights. Fucking with me, they put me guys with unlimited fights. So the last guy that I beat was fucking thirty two and zero in amateurs, which wow. he was a he, which he was a guy that won the Golden Gloves. Now why you did know? you why did you do that when you were just at that point just wrestling? Like like boxing? Yeah. Um. Because you don't want to serve two masters, you know. If you want to be the best at one thing, I, and, and I mean this. No, I'm saying, why'd you go to boxing to begin with? Why wouldn't you just focus this? Because that was like after, was that before the gold medal or after? This was after. Oh, so you were thinking about going to MMA. Yeah, I was thinking, but I, I didn't want to have these sloppy ass hands like every other MMA fighter, you know. I didn't want to have like Ben Askren hands, oh, you know. Right. So I, uh, so I, so so I literally I put my I put my money with my mouth and I had a I had a whole plan of that I wanted to box you know compete you know win certain things like even if I was to lose I continue to keep competing because I knew once that I got into MMA with my wrestling as my as my safety net and then with with men with my hands Jesus man who's gonna touch me No I mean you know? now when you knock out TJ Dillashaw in under a minute that was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. He's 135, you're 125. You guys just switch. He's like, I'm making 125. Like, for no fucking reason. Like, like, that made no sense. And then you knock him out in a minute, and he gets caught with, like, EPO, which was like, that's what, like, Lance Armstrong was taking. Were you shocked at all? He said it was because he had uh, some liver problems and he didn't want to get low or something. No, no. I, he could have. Trust me, dude. I cut more weight than I, – I, I feel like I cut – more weight than TJ did, 225 pounds. I really do. But then look at how he hydrated. He got up too close to 149 pounds the night of the fight. Not even when he was fighting at bantamweight did he ever get that big. Right. He got up to 149 pounds fucking ripped and everything. But, man, I had trained so hard for that fight. That fight, I can honestly tell you, Adam, that I have never felt, like, stronger, like, physically stronger in that fight than any other fight. I felt, like, I felt like I was taking – I felt like I was on fucking EPOs. Now, like, when, I really do when, that. When, when he gets popped, do you, do you laugh to yourself? Like, what a fucking idiot. Like, <laughs> um, No, not really, dude. I'm just glad he didn't come up with that excuse. Like, Anderson Silva said he, uh, you know, said it was like some freaking Viagra. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, you got to say, man, the guy – he handled it like, like, a, like a man. Or like a, like well, a, you, ha- you had to. He had to. You know, there was no other way. You know, because, you know, that, that's, I, I believe that's what USADA does. And, I mean, it, you can fucking go to, you can go to prison or like Marion Jones if you lie to, uh, to you know, federal authorities. I honestly think that there should be, not prison, but when you're in there fighting somebody and you're taking all kinds of drugs to give yourself an advantage that, you, that isn't, 
there has to be some a real stiff penalty because you could kill okay them. how about how about not taking the prison but just let them drop the soap and i'll be okay with that <laughs> i mean something's gotta happen because that's hey, you know. henry do you think do you think it's a really big problem in the ufc or do you think these are just small cases is it like juiced with the conseco thing where like tons of people are doing it and we don't know or do you think it's a no. small thing no, I think I, no, I think it's a small thing. I think the UFC has really cleaned up. I think I think Usada. I've been with Usada since I was since I was uh, sixteen years old, and I've been under I've been under them for a minute, man. And I can I can honestly say that they do a good job with the tech and all that stuff. So I don't think I think I think back in the day pre Usada, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. you saw a lot of these freaking these uh. You know, these fighters and, you know, and there's been fighters to admit it. You know what I'm saying? That that they used to do it. Oh, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I think it's just a short case of that. You know, no your, pun intended. Now, your brother was 150-0 and in wrestling uh-huh. uh, when, in high school. He was also uh-huh. a four-time state champion. Like, what happened? What's going on with him? How come he didn't fight? You know what? I, my brother could have – my brother, and I mean this, Adam, not just because he's my brother. Is fucking the most athletic, smartest person I have ever like seen and met. You know, my brother just, uh, God, dude, like I've always envisioned my brother going into fighting like back in the day. And I, you know, when Jose Aldo was reigning uh, at 145 pounds, I've always saw my brother like beating him. And it's, it's crazy, but he had thought about fighting, but you know, he had, it seems like every other Mexican had a, had a baby at 17, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But he was—he was—he uh, was an Olympic hopeful dude. Like he was—he was one of the top ki- top wrestlers in the world. It's just uh, he just—he had a—he had a seafood, uh, you know, a seafood problem. He sees food and eats it. Got it. Now he no, 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 no. He eats. He eat, He sees food and he eats it out. Oh wow! Yeah. Of course, of course, of course. <laughs> now is he the one training Tracy Cortez? Yes. Now Tracy Cortez, Bill is one of the, a, a smoke show and a half. A lot of these girl fighters, like, you see them, like, she's, I put her in, like, Paige Van Zandt category of, like, I talk to her and I'm looking away because she's, like, that hot. Like, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. Like, avoiding, like, you get, like, sucked into there. But she's a, also has been through a ton of shit. She had, like, a brother who passed away. She's had a, a, another life that's not been easy. Um, what's your thoughts on her? Is, is the sky the limit there? She's an undefeated fighter, trains with your brother. Talk to me about her. Yeah, you know, Tracy Cortez, obviously, big booty. Let me, let me just get that out the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, can everybody's thinking. Yes. But she, she's honestly, she's like a sister, man. I've known her since she was, oof, I believe I was 11, and she was maybe like five or six, maybe. I, I forget. Uh, maybe. Yeah, because her brother was, her brother, we, I grew up with her brother, with her older brother, Jose, Jose Cortez, who I was super close with. My brother, Angel, was is like they're like best friends man actually they they had kids around the same time wow. you know like like 15 and a half or something and uh and anyways her brother ended up dying of cancer uh when he was maybe about i want to say 25 26 wow. around that age super young super talented too he he was he could have he could have been he had the potential adam and i mean this too to even be a ufc champion too the dude was an animal. The dude, uh, he was a state champ as well. He had, our, he was already an all American uh, at Fargo. I mean, the dude was, wow. the dude was vicious, dude. Like he looked, he he looked like calling the bar, the barbarian. But anyhow, 
he ended up he ended up he ended up passing away, man, which was extremely heavy on all of us and everybody that grew up with them. And then uh, and then her and then her mom ended up catching cancer too, like uh, oh. I think five or six years later, and uh, and then she ended up passing away. Which you know I, I'm super I'm super close to the to the family and uh, you know and I and I talk to Tracy all the time. I try to mentor mentor her with a lot of things, especially like in life. I'm just and I tell her all the time, like, hey man, this is this is all part of your story, man. Like your your mother, your I mean your mother, your brother. I mean, you know, she's part of the reason why she even fights and she does it is for her brother, man. Yeah, Jose. she has like, no background in anything. She's like, no, you know, she's a tough Mexican girl because her brothers probably beat her up all the time. And like, well, and, like yeah. that was, and that was her fucking training. Well, not just that, but her older brother was super protected over her. So yeah. she, so Jose never wanted her wrestling. So she didn't wrestle because of her, she respected her older brother that much. Because you know her other brother, you know what I'm saying? Good looking girl, fucking yeah. wrestling. Oh yeah, oh god. You know, I go in for yeah. a cross, a high cross. You know what I'm Everyone's saying? Like, the teams <laughs> and the fucking line. You know? Dude, there was a there was a girl on my team uh, when I was coaching middle school, and she's like, you know, cute little like twelve year old. And I was like, hey, uh, that girl. This, anyone know where that girl's uh, why where she is in practice? And the whole team had had her number. I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> wait, 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 why are twelve guys? Fucking, they're like, oh, I have her number. Like, okay, listen, no one. Uh, uh, this is getting insane. <laughs> this is getting a little ridiculous. Uh, now you got a podcast now with Mike Tyson. I mean, that has to really be like. I, I was thinking if I had a podcast with Mike Tyson, I would just be kind of scared to talk a little bit because it's like Mike Tyson. Like you don't know exactly what he's thinking, <laughs> uh, and you never know what's going to come out of his mouth, which I think is what is very enticing about him. But are you? Like, what's that like having a podcast with Mike Tyson? Yeah, no. Well, first of all, I'm super close with Mike, you know, and Mike Mike feels really comfortable uh, with me, you know. I'm I'm probably about the only guy that could really kind of, you know, respectfully tell Mike, "Hey, Mike, uh, are you coming today?" Because <laughs> <laughs> you're right, Mike Tyson is somebody. First of all, he's a genuine soul man. I, 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 I you know, he really is like a. Actually, I kind of have an uncle that kind of looks like Mike Tyson uh, from my mom's side. And it's, and it's crazy. It's bizarre. He looks exactly like Mike Tyson. He's Mexican. He's just as, you know, he's dark complected too. Anyhow, um, you know, with, with, with Mike, Mike is like what, what we all think that he is. He's like, he's like, he's like six, six people in one, you know, sometimes you don't know, you know, if you're going to get the killer, you know, <laughs> the philanthropist. The you know the fifteen year old the the you know yeah. the the guy that's just laughing the dude that's high right I mean it's uh there's and probably he, a lot more dude you know is he Mike my I remember Jeremy Piven telling me he did a he co-hosted a podcast he was microdosing the whole time but he was just taking these mushrooms and just putting them in his mouth like it was, yeah like it was like big league chew or something and like, he was going oh, show me show me show me show me show me show me and Piven's <laughs> like you're not you're macro dosing. This is not micro. <laughs> like, is that what's going on when you're with him? Oh my god! I remember. I, I remember we. Uh, I've, done, I've done a lot of things with with uh, with Mike, but I remember like first time that we actually kind of hung out. We uh, we ended up doing shrooms. I'm just like, you know, I was like, man, it's like, it's crazy. The I started kind of like taking the shrooms, and it was they weren't hitting me. So I'm just like, but Mike was eating them like they're chips, dude. <laughs> like literally, like like there were chips, dude. Dude, I tell you what, man, I, I was spinning bro like spinning for the amount of mushroom i couldn't stop laughing 
I felt like everything everything around everything around me was like melting. Like it was uh, it was freaking hell. Someone that I take too many edibles of weed, I start to think I'm never gonna come back to normal. Yeah. Like I, I get I get a little paranoid of like fuck, what if I'm the rest of my life I can't come out of this? Uh does that happen with did that happen with you at all? No, not no, no, not really. I mean I, I pers- I like the challenge of it too. Even if it does take me there, too, Adam, because then it, it, it you know, I, I know that that it's something's not right or whatever. But I kind, I kind of like the challenge at times, you know. All right. Well, <laughs> I love psychedelics. So, how have you done ayahuasca, DMT? How far down yeah, the rabbit hole? Yeah. Have you gone? So, so I, so I did DMT with Mike, and uh, I, so I did DMT with Mike, and all the trips. I'm sorry, I, I did the toad with Mike. Yes, the toad, which is a, which is the bullfrog of the Sonoran toad, which they you know they hibernate ten months out of the year, and you only got maybe about a or eleven months out of the year. You got you only got about like a I think a month to catch them to the sh- to extract the the venom, and then uh, and they'll you know and eventually freaking smoke it or the, however you want to do it. And he always talked about it, and uh, you know it's just the trip, man. Like everything that uh, that kind of that come. I feel like you have to be ready for something like the toad because it will bring in like the deepest insecurities that you have, you so, know? Like, where, where's, okay. So where were you with Tyson doing the toad? <laughs> I was in uh, I was in, uh, in an island called Antigua in the Caribbean. Nice. Just so you and Mike? Just you and Yeah, it was, no, it was me, Mike, uh, Calvin, uh, you know, Calvin Gastel, the guy looks like he ate me. Right, 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 right. Um, he, then- he, and then who else? And there was just like some other Hollywood people that were there. And uh, it was you, a pretty secluded group. You guys were staying at a hotel. No, we ended up going to a house, you know, like, 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 a, like a hut. And then we, uh, then we did it there. Dude. So then Mike did it first. And that shit was fucking scary, dude. You know what I'm saying? So you lick the toad, right? You lick it? No, no, you don't lick it. No, no, no. Well, you smoke could. it like a crack pipe, right? Yeah. It, it, looks, yeah, it looks like a freaking crack pipe, dude. So, so like, you and Tyson, so you guys smoked the toad. And then I, what, what happens? So then it just, it takes you like, it, first of all, like what people at Tyson Ranch and actually what we promote, it's, uh, it's, you know, it, it's a medicine to us. And not, not everybody's capable of, of doing the toad. You have to be ready, man, because the toad, it's a psychedelic that has gotten people off of meth, off of drugs. It's the only thing that's, it's like the last resort when somebody's literally dying that it's gonna give you a, a, a life and death experience. What is it? The the what, what's the chemical that you have before you die? I forget what it's called, man. Um, uh, anyhow, it, it it produces it, it helps re- uh, it produces that chemical that 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 gives you when you're first born and right before you die. But like like you go through this process, so it's almost like a movie. You have it's like it's it's like a movie flashes before your eyes, and and a lot of things are revealed to you that you probably need to uh, um, reconcile with or be compassionate with or to just even just let go, dude. So did you forgive you your know? dad? No, no, no. I was thinking my dad was going to pop up. But huh. it, it, what happened is like the trophies, the medals, all that shit, like it just, it, 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 it allowed me to understand that none of that shit matters, dude. Man, like you know what I'm saying? Fuck that! Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's, but, no, no, no! It matters to me too. I mean, I only you know I only sleep with my belts fucking six nights out of the week. Yeah, come but, on, man. But what it does, it just it reveals what truly matters in life, dude. You yeah. know, family and friends. 
No, it, it's well, it depends. It depends. Everybody's different, man. Like to me, the experience that I had was my first love, which was my mom, dude. And uh, like, yeah, because so I'm one of seven kids, man. But 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 I was the youngest at one point till about I was about eight years old, and uh, you know I was the baby whatnot. And I remember like my little my little sister being born, and and, and it revealed all this stuff to me. And uh, man, I I always wanted to be the first. I was my I always wanted to be number one. I always want to have my my mom's. You know, I always want to be number one or whatnot. But that wasn't the case, dude. When you have seven kids and another one's born, I mean, six kids and another one's born, it's like, you know what I mean? You're eight years old. You already got, ha- you already got hairs on your sack. Like, you know, move out the way. So, you know, and then leaving home at a very young age and then my mom working quite a bit and things like that, uh, you know, it just put a lot of things into perspective, man, on how, how much I had to, like, reconcile, make things up with my mother, you know, and, uh, you know, being compassionate to a lot of things that she's done and, you know, and uh, that's that's the stuff that was revealed to me. And it was beautiful, man. It was beautiful, Adam, because I remember waking up and I'm already conscious, dude. And I literally, I can only tell you, dude, like I got crocodile skin. Like you can call me a midget. You can yeah. call me a, you can call yeah. me whatever you want, dude. A person that whose back is wet. <laughs> like I'm a, you know, you can call me anything in the world. Dude. But I remember being so kind. Like I said, dude, I got crocodile skin. And I remember already like waking up from the experience because it's like a, it's like an ordeal that goes on between 10 to 15 minutes, depending, depending if it's your first or second time. And uh, I freaking woke up. And, wow. and like crying, but it felt so. That was Tyson good, next bro. to you when you were crying. Yeah. Tyson, Tyson was crying on his too. No way. <laughs> you guys hug. Did you and Mike Tyson hug afterwards. Uh, no, no. Mike, Mike is different though. Like his experiences, like he, he goes through an ego trip. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like he literally goes through ego trips. So you'll, uh, so, you know, you'll see him rolling on the ground and just like, God, believe you, I'm next. Fuck. I mean, this dude, uh-huh. he's done it like 17 times. So, yeah. and, uh, you know, every time he wants to do it, sometimes even Mike will back out because it is some scary shit. Wow. You know what I'm saying? But he's already, but he's done it 17 times. Is he, is he on a different topic? Is he fighting Holyfield or Lennox Lewis again? <laughs> oh, is he? Yeah. Um, it's looking like, it's looking like they're going to go with uh, Lennox Lewis. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I would have preferred Holyfield, but it seems like Holyfield wants to fight somebody. I think Holyfield's fighting somebody sometime. It's crazy. And James Tony is fighting Shannon Briggs, by the way. Uh, no. Yes. James Tony is fighting Shannon Briggs, and um, Aaron Carter is fighting Lamar Odom. <laughs> oh my God, and, Lamar Odom's gonna whoop his ass! And, and Are you kidding Dell, me? And Chuck Liddell's the ref. The, the whole, <laughs> it's. I was like, this is. And, and they call and they call me the king of cringe. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of which, some people got mad at you because you know what I like about you, Henry, is that you just give your opinion. You're like, fuck it, this is how I feel. And unfortunately, I was like, I hope he's not right. Because after the Ben Askren fight, you made a video saying that Jake Paul would beat Tyron Woodley in a boxing match. Um, which at first, you're like, wait, no, I, I watched Tyron knock out 20, Robbie Lawler and 10 people. But you're like, it's different. This guy's been training three years just boxing. Now, you don't think that Tyron in four months could catch up and then surpass Jake Paul because he hits harder. He's a better athlete, yada, yada. 
No. No. The reason why is because if it was a little glove, I'd give him a chance. If it was an MMA glove, okay. Tyron, Tyron, would, Tyron would probably knock him out. But because the size of the glove changes, it's different. And a lot of what Tyron Williams and I, I would, I would literally bet money, dude. I would literally put a fifty G's down that Jake Paul would actually beat him legitimately. And I'm not hating on him. I'm just stating facts. That whether people want to hate me or love me, but the dog is on top. What I'm saying was somebody dedicates their craft for the last three years, and they just do boxing, and they're around world class athletes that are that are teaching them the proper way to do things. Adam, that. That's that's different, man. And I think the biggest thing, though, is the size of the glove. And what if he you, boxes, what if he boxes with Cormier? With who? With Poirier? Yeah, with, with a DC versus Jake Paul in a boxing match. Oh yeah, no, no. Cormier is a bigger guy. Cormier would beat him. The thing is, is what I'm saying is Tyron Willie doesn't throw enough combinations to really beat somebody in boxing. Mm. In other words, he focuses on that big right hand with the little glove. Okay, he can knock somebody out. But with, with an 8-ounce, with a 10-ounce glove, people could take that stuff. And it's different, man. You're not going to be able to grapple him. You're not, it, it's a different distance. The dude, the, dude, the dude someone has skills. And I'm not just saying just Tyron Woodley, but he would beat a lot of people in the UFC if you should throw him in there right now. I would give, I would give, Tyron, a, I would give Tyron a shot if he was to be in there, for, if he was to train for about a year. You know, and, and actually develop, and actually develop uh, like like combinations, not just an overhand, because that's pretty much that's all I've been able. That's all I've been. That's all I've seen from from Tyron. I'm not hating on him, cause I know he doesn't like Dominic May. He's talked a lot of shit about us. I'm just I'm just stating what I've seen. Now and you talked about Ryan Garcia. Ryan Garcia is like 20 and 0 and is a world champion boxer. Do you think you beat Ryan Garcia in boxing? I think I have the best shot at beating a world-class boxer. Yes, I do. And I do feel like, uh, I do feel like his record is padded. It's almost like him and Sean O'Malley have two things in common, dude. You know? <laughs> now, is that because you've had 50 amateur boxing matches? Um, yeah, that, and I just feel like I would have the proper game plan, and I would have to focus on taking risk. I wouldn't box him. I would literally have to do something that's going to have to get him out there quick. Because the longer the fight goes, the more the more likely that I would be in trouble. Because that he's a pure world class boxer. But I feel like if there's anybody that could beat a, any of the boxers in mixed martial arts against a world class boxer, I, I do believe it would be me. I believe it too, Bill. Yeah, I do. And why don't you throw your hat into the ring? Because it seems like people would love that Triller he's, and he's, those companies. He's, he's, he's calling out Mayweather. Oh, you call out Mayweather. I missed that. Yeah, I, I, I called out that copper medalist, man. Because <laughs> <laughs> that seems like a great money grab. You want, the, you want the green, man. It seems like these sort of promotional boxing matches are the way to go. Yeah, for sure, man. I think, uh, you know, Floyd Mayweather would, uh, you know, obviously these are life-changing uh, fights yeah. that you would get. And same thing with him, man. Like, you know, one shot. I, if we were to change the size of the glove... If, yeah. if if we, if we were to change the size of the glove, and uh, I think I think fights would be different. If we could, we're watching that now, the bare knuckle fighting stuff, like it's different, man. Like it's it's legit. People are 
you know, Paul, um, what's his name? Uh, uh, Artem Loba, freaking beat Paul Amal, Amal Naji. Oh, I think he's yeah. Paul Amal Naji, he's a world champ, a two division world champ, and he lost to a dude that can't even throw a freaking jab. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying. So, yeah. what I'm saying is sometimes it's the size of the equipment that could change a lot of things. What so, if I was to fight a Ryan Garcia or a Floyd, since I think they're hostile, why don't we, why don't we fight with mixed martial arts gloves? Yeah, that would be <laughs> and, awesome. and, and box and just make it even. That's how, that's how you make it even. Now, finally, because yeah. uh, by the way, uh, thanks again, man, for giving me your time. I like you're the best. Yeah, you're great, man. Uh, so, this week, Rob Font, Cody Garbrandt, who do you like? Man, I, I hope uh, – well, I'm leaning more towards Rob Font, but if Cody if Cody no-chin garbage, if he thinks, <laughs> if he thinks, he, uh, if he thinks he's adjusted and he's, he's done all this, that like he's a new person, then I'll go with him because I do feel like he has more skills. He's got, he's, he's got takedowns. He hasn't necessarily showed, so, showed submissions, but he is trickier. But I don't, I, I, I'm not too sure on that one, man, but I'm kind of leaning towards Font. A little bit more than, a, but I'm but I'm rooting for Cody, really. Yeah. And then um, June twelfth, Israel Adesanya versus Marvin Vittori. Oh, I'm gonna have to go with the Italian dream, man. I mean, will he get the job done? You know, it all depends on the right tactics. And something that's made me successful at him is the fact that, man, I, it's the art of war. Man, I fight everybody different. From being kicked by Marlon to fucking kicking the shit out of Dominic Cruz, from losing in the clinch to Demetrius Johnson to beating him in the clinch. What I'm saying is. If you have the right game plan, man, you can beat anybody. You yeah. know, you really can. But do you have the discipline to stick to the game plan and to make adjustments during the fight? That's the difference. So I spoke with Marvin. If he's able to do that, I, th- I think, I, and I personally do think Israel is very beatable. We saw that. He's a, he's a stand-up fighter. He has nothing on the ground. Yeah. Why don't you take that, him you don't be a, You don't got to be the best fighter. You'd be the best fighter that night. It's just a different... Yeah, uh, exactly, man. It's like, it's like this, man. Big holes. The, the, the fighters that have big holes in their games. Anderson Silva, no wrestling. Jose Alt, uh, not Jose Aldo. Conor McGregor, no wrestling. It's like you, you put these guys in these different categories because they're not well-rounded. I like fights like that because with my background in wrestling, I'm able to dictate how is it that I want to beat your ass. <laughs> All right, and then finally, uh, July tenth, Poirier McGregor three. Who do you like in this one? Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna have to. I think. Uh, I think Poirier. Uh, I think Poirier's gonna beat Conman McGregor, man. I really do. <laughs> I really do. Uh, I really do think he's gonna beat him. Now. I think he's got the confidence. There's two things that that if Conor wants to win that fight, he's he's either gonna have to point fight him. Which means he's got to be. Which means he has to. He can keep his stance the way he has it, but he's going to have to be more at distance and pretty much touch him up by points, or change his stance and become more neutralized in the boxing positions and uh, and counter him and attack him and, and go heavy. But the key to to Conman McGregor winning is he's going to have to really make adjustments on that distance because he he's the same thing as as that as that prison clown. He cannot take kicks to that front leg, and that's the difference, man. This is the same reason why, Adam, and Bill is the same reason why I changed my stats from the karate to a little more neutralized now because people started fucking my leg up. Now, why mm. is O'Malley a prison clown? I don't think they've ever been to prison. Like, <laughs> why, why is he a prison clown? 
<laughs> he's definitely a clown. We got that part. I mean, I, why, yeah, you see his like prison, like he looks like a these prison tattoos. And okay, like a, okay. A clown. He's like a dirty Q-tip man. A, a dirty Q-tip. Got it. Got it. <laughs> Listen, uh, Henry, congratulations on the baby on the way. Uh, thank you for everything, man. I know I had a having a birthday party tonight. I invited you. You're like, yeah. You thought it was my kid's birthday. You're like, tell your kid I'm sorry. I'm like, it's my birthday. And, but then you were like, I can't wait to go in the treehouse. I was like, I'm like, I couldn't tell if you were kidding or not. But uh, it's so funny. My, my fucking daughter loved them. My daughter doesn't like a lot of people. Like, she loved, she, there's something about you she liked a lot. Uh, yeah. So, so thank you, man. And, he's uh, like, she's like, I'm, he's my same size then. Yeah, exactly. She's like, I can take him. Uh, so thank you, Henry. Bill, you're the best. Uh, All right, thanks, yeah. Henry. You're awesome, man. No, no problem, right. guys. Thank you, guys, man. What do you guys think, man? Do you guys think you guys think I can make it in comedy, dude? You think the Hell yeah, man. I I don't think there's anything you can't make it in, bro. Anything you want to do, man, you'll succeed. No, I no doubt. All right, gay porn, it is. Yes, gay porn. <laughs> Definitely that for uh, sure. That that's gonna be the title of this podcast. <laughs> Henry wants to do gay porn. So, all right, well, take care, brother. Do the best. See you guys later. Bye.